Today we're getting to lift at the gym at the YMCA today. I'm gonna pump my muscles so that I don't lose them in this cut phase, weighing it at 187 pounds today as of this morning. I'm excited to cut. I'm excited to do some handstand workshop workouts, some uh, calisthenics, and to do some chest and biceps and arms. I'm feeling a bit unmotivated today. And the reason I wanna bring this up is because this is something that I've struggled with a lot in my life, as I know especially a lot of young dudes struggle with, is how to get motivated, especially when you're not feeling motivated. And I feel I have cracked the code because I've realized something that has not been talked about ever. It does not, nobody talks about this in the self-development, self-help space. And I feel like I've uh, cracked the code on something that, uh, that is quite special. And that is, I think motivation is BS. And I have this new mantra that is stuck in my mind. It's this, F motivation, except I actually say the F word in my mind, F motivation. And you know why? Because I realized over years and years and years of trying to find ways to keep motivated in the gym, watching YouTube videos, watch, listening to podcasts, watching those reels and shorts on, on Instagram, I realized something profound. And that is, motivation is an addiction if it is an extrinsic motivator. If you are using sources of outside influence and people and stimulation that is required as a dependency just to feel motivated, it is, it is a severe addiction. And I was guilty of this for many, many years where I was feeling unmotivated. I was like, oh, how do I feel motivated? And then I would go to a podcast, my favorite podcast or influencer or whoever, and I would try to get motivate, motivated and I would say, okay, yes, now I am motivated. And at this state of motivation, now I can go work out. Now I can go to work. Now I can take care of my kids. Now I can do X, Y, and Z. Until I realized that, ah, I am developing a what? A dependency on these outside sources just to feel motivated. And that sucks. That is exactly what an addiction is, is that you cannot function without some kind of supernormal stimuli to help me experience the emotion of motivation, right? And then, what really broke the camel's back, I was hit like a, like a bus when I watched an interview with Elon Musk. Elon Musk is somewhere at a convention on the streets and someone comes up to him, some lady comes up to him and says, Elon Musk, what would you tell new entrepreneurs to stay motivated? And without skipping a beat, Elon says this. He says, if you need motivation, entrepreneurship is probably not for you. And I was like, bam, that's the lesson here, is that true motivation, sincere motivation that is gifted to us from the, in, in the inners of our hearts is intrinsic, meaning it should come from within us. It doesn't need to come from some external force, but it comes from within. What does that mean exactly? To me, that means, if you are able to simply just sit alone without a phone, without a screen essentially, with your own thoughts and maybe a journal and your own relationship with God and your own heart and your conscience, if you're able to sit and feel unmotivated and just conjure up to muster motivation from nothing, that is intrinsic motivation for me. That means you summon that motivation from within yourself and you didn't need anything else or anyone else to get you there, all right? Why is this important? If you think about a mother, for example, I was thinking about this and it really made me feel like a, a big wuss because I've been relying on motivation for so long. I was thinking about mothers, I was thinking about my wife, I was thinking about my mother. 
to say to a woman and ask them, do you need motivation to wake up in the middle of the night to feed your crying child? That is a ludicrous question. And I was, <laughs> and I asked my wife this and she almost smacked me in the face. She was like, what are you talking about? What kind of stupid questions? <laughs> the point being, a mother does not need motivation to feed a child that is hungry. Elon Musk does not need motivation for his mission with SpaceX or Tesla, or all the things that he's doing. And now I'm at a point where I've crossed the threshold and I do not need motivation in my life to go to the gym, to hit the workouts, and to talk to people to coach men of God to help them experience freedom and liberation and happiness and love in their lives. Don't need it. I don't need motivation anymore. And I've, every time that creeps up and feeling like, oh, I'm feeling, oh, I'm feeling un, unmotivated, this mantra goes up in my, in my head, the antenna goes, F motivation. And I get up and I do the work, all right? So and that begs the question, so what is this that we're talking about? Where, where does this intrinsic motivation come from? In the example of a parent, I think it is not because it's not really for yourself. It has to come from a place of genuine, sincere, sincere uh, devotion to others and for the sake of something greater. I think that's where it really comes from. Because if it's just for myself, at the end of the day, if it's really not for any, anything beyond just my own satisfaction and happiness and growth and pr prosperity, at a certain point, it gets too hard for you to have enough motivation or girth to to kind of bite your tongue and, and grind through it. There has to be something else. A mother does it for the child because they need to. A successful business owner, entrepreneur, <clears throat> gets up and do, does the work for their company, for their mission, because it's what they need to do. Because nothing functions without them. And so for me in my life, I made this practical in the sense that I've realized that the motivation that I have for a lot of things in, in my life to some degree is fueled by fear, which is a fantastic motivator, but I don't think it is the long-term best motivator because it's a, a motivate, getting motivated by fear is helpful to an extent, but at a certain point you have to switch over to making our motivation about somebody else, for somebody else, for the sake of others. In other words, for love. And as cheesy as that sounds, I really believe that the most successful people in this world, they initially start their, their, their primary motivating factor as a fear of failure or the fear of looking bad or the fear of a lot of things and then eventually it becomes not that anymore and they switch over to, to the motivator of love. The motivator of I can do something for others and therefore I must, <laughs> right? So me and my life, because I psychoanalyze myself like crazy all the time, I've asked myself, what am I motivated by? Why do I do the things I do? Why do I coach men of God? Why am I trying to create this world of more godly men? Why do I even give a shit <laughs> about our culture? Why does this keep me up at night? Is this even worth my time and energy and focus when I have a family to feed and all the stuff that I want to do in life? Why, is that, why do I even spend any time on this? And for me, for many years, the reason was simply this. I had a crippling fear of unmet, unmet potential. What I mean by that is I know that God gave me, instilled in me, the potential to do things as God gives to everyone. And the fear I have is, un, is, is not meeting that full potential and just wasting my life. And the fear I've had for many, many years, decades even, is that living my entire life, at the end of my life, I feel like I could have done more. I should have done more. I could have helped more people. 
And that's a fear motivator. But now I'm at a point where I'm motivated primarily by, primarily by helping people, by sincerely putting up videos like this, coaching men of God, and helping them go through life transformation. And even if it's a one person a day, even if it's one person a week or one person a month, that's enough for me to feel like it's worth doing. Because if it was just for me, if it was, if it was just for my own wealth and prosperity and satisfaction and gratification, I would not have the motivation to get up. I would not be motivated to work out. But I work out every day. I do. Every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Why? Because I want to be a man that is respectable and Men do not respect men that are overweight and obese and don't take care of themselves and don't put in the effort. They don't. And I know that because I'm a man. And I do it because I feel good from exercising. I feel good and I enjoy it. And after getting a good pump, I go, wow, that felt really good. I want to do it again. And when you create that kind of cycle where you are reinforced with positive feelings of, of, of uh, satisfaction, especially the moments after you do something that is quote-unquote difficult or requires motivation to do and I do it anyways I go man that felt really good and I make that mental note and I say I would like to do that again so that is where we're going right now to the gym to hit it up I'm gonna do this I feel really good about the cut phase that I'm going through right now I feel the muscles popping through the fat <laughs> and I feel the, the fat being diminished little by little and uh, that's really exciting for me to make progress I always say that progress is better than perfection it's really through progress that we experience the most gratification and fulfillment and happiness. And also the reason noticing progress is important is because we know that what we're doing is working and that's proof and evidence that we just need to keep doing that, okay? And I ask this often to guys, especially who are battling addiction, especially a sexual addiction, porn addiction, and they feel really down on themselves. Oh, I haven't progressed, I haven't grown, I'm still at square one, right? And I ask them, tell me one year ago how you were. Tell me about your addiction one year ago. Tell me about the habit. And they say, well, I was a lot worse. I would act out a lot more. I was way, way less self-aware. I was emotionally up and down. And I would sometimes get depressed. And I was like, okay, so do you see how you've changed in the last year? And they go, yeah. So they go, Ooh, yeah, I've changed a lot. And they go, so why are you beating yourself up even though you know that what you're doing is working? And so usually they go, oh yeah, that's a good point. And so it's evidence and proof that what you're doing is working and all you have to do is keep on doing the work and eventually you will get out. And the thing is, if you are progressing and you still feel like a piece of shit because of your, because of your habit or because of who you are, it means that you're comparing yourself to someone or somebody in your life or someone out there or some amorphous figure, ambiguous figure that we've conjured in our imagination and that's who we're comparing ourselves to. Because otherwise, why can't you just recognize the progress? Not to celebrate and say, oh, I am growing, I'm so, I'm so doing so great. Not to pat yourself on the back, God no. But to know that what you're doing is working and all you have to do is keep on doing it and tweak it as you go. And so for fitness, I know, I know for a fact, because if I look at photos from two years ago, I know for a fact that I'm growing in muscle and I'm reducing in my fat percentage overall. And so that's enough for me to know that what I'm doing is working and I'm gonna keep doing it even if it looks wrong. Even if everyone's like, oh, that's, you gotta do this, you gotta do deadlifts, you gotta do pull-ups, you gotta do X, Y, Z. I like what I do because I enjoy it and I'm gonna keep doing it. Hey, just a quick reminder that you guys can completely block porn on all your devices today with Covenant Eyes for free for 30 days using the promo code BEN, B-E-N. 
Go to covenanteyes.com and use the code Ben for a free trial. You can cancel it anytime, guys. No risk to you at all. They also have a ton of resources, support, and motivational content just for you. The question is, are you serious and ready to give this up? All right, back. Alrighty then, it feels so good to get stuff done even though I was not motivated this morning and now I feel fantastic just getting stuff done even though I know I don't want to feels the greatest. I was thinking further about this idea of motivation because I have this strong feeling and intuition that motivation is overrated, it's BS. And then I was thinking a little more deeply about this point that mothers, like I was saying, do not need motivation to wake up in the middle of the night to treat and attend to their crying baby, to feed a child. My wife does not need motivation to feed our baby. And if I asked her where her motivation comes from, she would probably smack me in the face. Okay, so if you think about it like this, why is it that mothers don't need motivation? At the very fundamental base level, the greatest motivator in life is death. A mother feeds its child when it is crying because if she doesn't, it will die. Elon Musk, to another degree, he's motivated in his work to work 80 plus hours a week. I believe it's because he, he, he's thinking about the long-term longevity of humanity. He's thinking in terms of, if I don't, who will? If I don't, then there's a possibility that millions and billions will die and he feels this, he has this opportunity and almost like an obligation to save the lives of many people. So we're on to something here. The greatest motivator in, in life is death. To protect ourselves and the people that we love the most. And I was thinking about this in my life too, in my line of work. The reason I make these videos, the reason I coach these men with addictions or, or bad habits, or they just wanna go get somewhere in their life, find a partner, get married, have children, but they are feeling stuck. The reason I'm motivated to do this is not for myself, it's really because I know at the end of the day, if I don't have that conversation, if I don't make that video, if I don't make that content, there's somebody's life that could have been saved and changed, but it wasn't because I didn't do it. So then it's an opportunity cost thing. So here's where it gets interesting to me. And I didn't realize this until today, which is why I'm so excited to share this, is that I realize that you can perceive things as life or death, even though it might not be. Because the way I perceive it is if I don't do these coaching calls and I could have changed someone's life, but I decide not to because I'm unmotivated and I'm not feeling it that day, then I essentially have lost a life. I essentially have let somebody die because of the opportunity cost that I didn't, that I incurred on my life, right? And this is powerful stuff. And so as another example, when I was working in New York City and living in New Jersey, I would commute every day by bicycle. It was about a 15 mile bike ride from New Jersey to New York across the, across the George Washington Bridge all the way down to Manhattan. And I did that for two years straight, two years straight every single day, all right? And I was surprised by myself as to how I managed to pull this off because as you can imagine, New York is not the warmest place on earth. It is brutally cold through ice, sleet, freezing rain, blistering summer heat, all of it. I did it every day for two years. And the reason I did that 
even though it was cold outside, even though I had to put on layers and layers of clothing just to not freeze to death, even though if you looked at my water bottle on a cold January day in New York City, it was completely frozen over by the time that I got to the office, even though I did it, why? Because I perceived it like this. Every time I take the bus instead of bike, I'm spending $20. And that $20, if compounded over many years, this is how I, th how I think, if compounded over many years, that $20 is gonna be work worth thousands and thousands of dollars if I invest it in something like an like index fund, S&P 500, right? And so the opportunity cost of me taking the bus is that I could have saved hundreds of lives with that thousands of dollars. I could have saved people's lives. And therefore, if I just take the bike instead of taking the bus, I will save lives. And in essence, this is how I take things. If I take the bus like a puss, like a wuss, then I'm essentially killing people, right? <laughs> I know that's extreme. <laughs> Saying it out loud is crazy, but that's honestly how I think. Is If I don't do this, somebody's life is at stake. And back to the original point here, death is the ultimate motivator. It's the reason we feel difficult emotions like stress, like boredom, like loneliness. It's because God instilled in us these emotions so that if, if we do not use the emotions properly, what will result is death. If we are bored out of our mind and we don't use that boredom as a motivator for us to get off our ass and do things with our lives, we will die of just couch vegetation. <laughs> If we do not use stress and fear to protect ourselves against dangers, against threats, we will die. If we do not use the emotion of hunger to find food and to feed ourselves and our loved ones and our children and our community, everyone will die. And so I know this sounds like a grim thing, but if you really want to create genuine intrinsic motivation, what I have found has been most effective and what I've observed from parents, also people that are the, are the most successful in our world and in, in, in our society, they use motivator as something to not just prosper themselves, but to serve and to attend to others and the people that they care about and they love the most, okay? And when you use your, your skills and your life and your passions and your day-to-day -to, -day to not just think of, oh, I'm gonna go work out for me so that I can look good, but for other people, then all of a sudden you're saving lives, all right? And so I was thinking about this when I was hitting the gym, when I was working out and putting the time in. I was thinking, why am I doing this? How can I use this motivation as in the gym as a way to protect others and to fight for people that I love and care for? And the reason I do it is really because I know that if I don't, I will become another overweight dad bod dude that justifies my weight saying, oh, I have three kids. Oh, life is hard. Life is stressful. I don't have time to work out. I'm unmotivated. <laughs> I'm unmotivated unmotiv to work out. Life is too difficult. I'm just going to be another one of those guys. And who the hell is going to listen to that guy? Men only respect men that are in shape, or at least to some degree, take care of their body and have a little bit of mass on them. That is a biological, evolutionary, genetic fact is that people respect people that put in the work that invest in themselves, even though we're not perfect, even though I, in my opinion, have a high body fat percentage that I think is unacceptable, I will still put in the work and I hope to God that people will see that and they'll say, man, this, this guy has something about him that I respect and I want to listen to him. And I believe that that's the only way to go about this, all right? 
So I'm going to go home now. I'm going to hug my wife and my kids. We're going to go to the park. And I hope that you will, uh, you've enjoyed this. Please let me know in the comments if you guys got anything from today's episode, if there's anything that uh, I can learn from, or if there's any way you feel like I can benefit fitness-wise or exercise-wise. I'm always trying to learn, always trying to gain. Let me know if this has been insightful for you. Uh, like the video so more godly men can find it. I'm really dead serious on this fact that I think we need more get godly men in this world and I've been searching for them for so long and I know they're out there and I'm trying to get them all together so if that's you I need your support I think God needs your support and needs your help to find these men and get them together because there are way more good men in this world than I think we give credit to and they need all the praise and uh, appreciation that they can get all right so if that's you do follow do subscribe and I'll see you in the next episode in the next video be sure to watch that uh, episode or the previous one if you haven't yet guys we're in this together lots of love to you guys let's do it hey just a quick reminder that you guys can completely block porn on all your devices today with covenant eyes for free for 30 days using the promo code ben b-e-n go to covenanteyes.com and use the code Ben for a free trial. You can cancel it anytime, guys. No risk to you at all. They also have a ton of resources, support, and motivational content just for you. The question is, are you serious and ready to give this up? All right, back